Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy rainy Friday. Happy rainy Friday from LA. There was some very loud hail last night. It's like a fucking hurricane out here, but we are still in standing structures so far. So that's good. (laughs) Before we started recording, Alyssa and I were talking about how really mind-blowing just roofs are. Yeah. (laughs) They're tricky. You know, you never know if they're going to do their job. (laughs) Everyone listening on the East Coast is like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, can you help me explain? Wait, let's let's get into reality news first, okay? Because there's there's some things going on. <sighs> okay, well, first I want to tell you this thing that you apparently didn't see because there was so much news this week, and I'm excited to break it to you. So, all right, no. there was this whole Army Hammer scandal, um, yes, which I think um, was very smartly covered by Who Weekly as more of like you know, sexual violence rather than like, oh, so crazy. He's like a weirdo cannibal, right? Basically for people who haven't seen, he seems to be abusing the women he's with. He's getting like taken off all these movies and he keeps telling women that he's a cannibal and he's like horny to do all these horrible things to them. Mm -hmm. Um, As I was scrolling, so people found his Finsta this week. It's El Destructo 86. Um, how are you gonna be like that how are you gonna how are you gonna be what he is and then have a finsta Alyssa yeah especially with your birth year in it I feel like maybe you disguise yourself better okay so on his finsta there was a post about and obviously this is all rumors I'm not you know none of this is confirmed I'm just repeating what I saw on Instagram Um, there was a post saying that his new neighbor is like super kinky and wants to do, you know, like, uh, dungeon tying up stuff. And Mm. people were snooping around and realized that Erica Jane lives next door to him. And there's a picture of her tied up on his Instagram. It's pretty wild. What? I cannot tell if it was like photoshopped. Obviously, I personally did not see it on the Finsta myself. It's, I don't even know. I don't even know what to make of it. Uh, it's extremely uh, scandalous. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I'll show you the, I'll show you the picture, but it was crazy. For those of you who didn't see it this week, we'll, I'll, we can share it on our story if, if it's still on the internet. I have also, I, I definitely didn't see anything close to this headline, but I've also really actively tried to stop clicking on or reading anything that has to do with him. Yeah. But my my whole phone is, like, designed to receive Erica Jane news. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, my phone wakes me up in the middle of the night if, like, Erica Jane sneezes. So this is shocking to me. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. so fucked up and weird. So okay. crazy. Well, so that's crazy. that. <laughs> okay, so then the other piece of news that I'm a little bit exhausted from following, but I'll, we'll go through the gist, is that we all saw the Instagram lives where – um, Kristen Cavallari was like hanging out with Austin and Craig from Southern Charm and they were singing like, why you got to be so mean and being like high schoolers on the Internet, 
you know, yeah. saying like, fuck you to Madison, dancing around on Kristen's shoulders. But at the time she was like, I have guy friends, like I'm dating someone. Well, they broke up, surprise. And yep. then there was rumors that Jay Cutler was dating, Kristen Cavalier's ex was dating Madison or hooking up with Madison. And she was asked about it on Watch What Happens Live. And she said, I don't kiss and tell obviously insinuating that that's what was happening and then she posted some pictures of herself with jay and Mm. then Kristen and jay who are allegedly divorced or getting divorced posted an instagram post together and said like 10 years nothing nothing can break this or something and then madison posted something in a bikini where she was like i'm unbothered and then a lot of the internet that i really like was surprisingly going after madison and not Kristen, which is really interesting to me um and they were basically saying like she's you know making shit up you know, fuck this girl. She's toxic. So then Madison released these text messages where Jay was like, hey, I like randomly flew down here to your city. Like, and she's like, why? And he's like, because I want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And but then people were dissecting the text messages because it looked like some of his responses didn't make sense. So they she might have deleted some of her text messages or she might have vanish mode. We don't know. Like if she did a voice memo, it eventually deletes itself. I don't know. I, I am I, too much mm-hmm. of my brain space has been taken up by this back and forth where I ultimately don't really care about Jay Cutler and Madison like hooking up at all. I do, however, want to talk about the rumor that Craig started on Southern Charm uh, during the reunion yes. where Madison is allegedly hooking up with a huge, famous MLB, ex-MLB player who's married in Miami. And mm-hmm. you were saying that <laughs> you think the only ex-baseball players that a lot of Bravo fans would know is A-Rod. And so yeah. that's why everyone's saying it's A-Rod. I personally think that Andy Cohen, Andy obviously heard the name. They bleeped it out. Um, I personally think that Andy knows the Bravo audience would only recognize like really big names like A-Rod or Jeter. They're Mm -hmm. not going to be freaking out about like, I mean, if it was like Jim Edmonds or something, he'd be like, oh, he's been involved with Housewives of Love. He would like craft it so we could, you know, fantasize about who it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. the reason why people think that it's A-Rod is because supposedly A-Rod has been liking Madison's photos <laughs> okay. and like followed All right. her. All right. The, okay. the reason why people don't think it's A-Rod is because he's not actually married to J-Lo yet. Right. He's not married. Jeter is married and does live in – they both live in Miami. So, like, this is not over, and I will get to the bottom of it because <laughs> I'm very yeah, excited is, about it. Yeah, that's the thing. This is going to have to be your – this is very up your alley. I am assigning <laughs> – you are the captain of this investigation in terms of the Table Flipping Bureau. Okay. Because, thank you so much. I and, did and, follow A-Rod from our Table Flipping, like, uh, account, and then I tried <laughs> to go through all of her pictures to see which ones he liked, and they are, like, cleaned up now. And I'm sure also A-Rod's probably getting, like, a thousand followers from Bravo and is like, what are all – what is Table Flipping – what is, like, bitches better? Like, what is <laughs> – uh, and Mike was like, no, he knows. He probably knows that this is coming. So I don't know. It's very interesting. We'll see what happens. Again, I said it to Army and I'll say it to A-Rod. How are you going to be like that? How are you going to have your own account on Instagram and be liking a hot girl from Southern Charm? Yeah. If you're dating J-Lo. Engaged. 
I okay, this gives a lot more validity to it because I really couldn't help right before we started recording. I just Googled it and I saw a Reddit forum that was like, who is the ex MLB player? And then another person was like, it must be a rod. And another person just went, yup. And I was like, you guys, <laughs> come on. That's the only one, you know, that's just the only one, you know, but people that's were way also more valid. saying that like the name that was bleeped was very short, you know, so oh, you could yeah. fit the word a rod. You could fit the word Jeter in there. There was some debate about whether or not you would say Derek Jeter. I think Craig would probably say Jeter but yeah I will we'll see there's gonna be more on this people aren't just gonna like let this go no know? no well and those boys were again like you said with the whole drama in the first place with Madison and Jay and Kristen this is these listen I know all of these shows are super immature this group is like in eighth grade <laughs> it's really wild I've never watched a Southern Charm reunion before I've like even when I was doing my homework and watching as many episodes as I could I was skipping the reunions and the fact that it opened and Austin and Craig were like you fucked an MLB player in Miami in the first like six seconds and Andy had to be like whoa you guys we've been here for like 18 minutes yeah like, calm down I was like what is going on these kids are just crazy um it was a, it was an interesting, interesting reunion for sure. And I, I have to say, and I don't, this is like not implying any sort of, um, I guess, eating disorder implication, but I do think that Catherine lost a significant amount of weight between filming and the reunion. And there's this whole, you know, they, they ended the finale last week with her taking a pregnancy test because she had missed three different periods. Mm-hmm. And... I can't help but wonder if those two things are linked because she ended up not being pregnant. And she's saying this on the reunion while she's so goddamn thin. So I was just like, ooh, I hope you're healthy, Catherine, because you look pretty. You looked pretty before, but you're stressing me out. It was very stressful. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also have to say that Catherine and Madison's faces were different colors in their body. And I just cannot believe that that is allowed to happen. And it also always makes me wonder, like, do they – are they like assholes to the makeup people? They were fully different shades of skin color, right? Yeah. The like, faces were completely different. Completely. Um, and I've never seen that happen before. But yeah, I, I like the reunion so far has like far exceeded the season for me. And also there's a tradition between the end of the season and the start of the reunion that Catherine usually pops out a baby. So that's probably just why <laughs> they like brought that up, to be honest with you. Um, that's funny. Yeah, no, it was great. I, like, cannot believe really quickly that Craig has sold a quarter million dollars in pillows. Like, it just – I can't describe to you how stupid this initial pillow venture was. And it's like, you know, I'm glad he has something for himself. Well, and even Andy was like, can you guys fucking believe that this is the guy who has made the most out of this platform? Like, can we all bl- – and all of them were like, nah. And I'll admit, I, I'm i fucking decorating my new place. I Googled some pillows. I yeah. Like, That'd be funny <laughs> if I had a fucking pillow from Southern Charm. But they're oh, expensive. I, they are expensive. And I did screenshot one of um, Patricia's pillows, and they're horrendous. And I'm, we're going to post it on the Instagram. And they oh, are good. $20. He wasn't being shady. The, it was actually true. So, you know. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, okay. she was straight up mean. She was the pillow bully. Pillow yeah. fight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of fighting, can we talk about The Bachelor? <laughs> yes. Okay, I just have to say, and I'm so sorry to say this, if you're an ICU nurse in L.A., why are you on The Bachelor? You should be in Los sure. Angeles. We need your help. Why are you taking well, a vacation? Matt James thought the same thing. Yeah. So <laughs> she came and she went. 
uh, in her dress that caused a lot of debate online because a lot of people were loving the dress and a lot of people were hating it. It was a like two piece number that was just a lot. Yeah. I feel I feel like the psychology for these new girls has to be really fucking wild because they were quarantined longer than all of the other women. Yeah. And then just like released into this just lion's den and uh and like you know you're you're you've been alone for so 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 long and you also I've read that they weren't told that they were like the backup girls. Um so that's just that's oh, just wow. a mind that's a tough thing to come to terms with. Well, they were also the girls that were held in reserve for if the first anybody in the first cast tested positive before shooting. Again, this is just what they're saying now. Like, who knows? Maybe this was the plan all along. I don't know. But being in a production right now, I can tell you that that sounds pretty believable to me. Yeah, <laughs> they for just sure. like kept a couple of extra women and were like, because someone's going to test positive, right? Um, I found this fighting challenge. They're doing this on purpose because this happened with um, Colton season with Hannah B yeah. and Demi where they make them fight for real and it gets too much too fast. And then the bachelor steps in and makes them stop. And it's I'm not liking it anymore. I am like this is I I think it's a little dark and it's it, it's just we, we could we could figure out ways to make the fucking bachelor seem like a hero that don't involve the women physically punching each other in the nose. Yeah, it's right? pretty dumb because it's like they it's almost like you get punished for trying to do your best at it and it's like you guys put us up here. You have yeah. like a professional boxer teach us how to hit each other. Why are we suddenly being like oh, this is getting too rough. They're taking it too seriously. I'm like, no, they're taking it just as seriously as you. they should be taking it because they want to yeah. win time with you. I totally agree. I will say also, though, like, mad respect to Katie, who I did not expect to really be able to punch the shit out of people. Yeah. You know, I don't condone violence, obviously, but that was the challenge, so I'm here for it. No, she was just trying to be a winner. Yeah. I did get a really funny text from uh, Vanessa McGee, who's a writer on Dave and who was on the pod for Cheer, and she was like... <laughs> She hasn't watched a lot of The Bachelor. And she just out of the blue was like, I can't believe that these women are punching each other in the face with boxing gloves and then turning to the camera and saying, I hope I get a rose tonight. <laughs> she was like, what is this show? And I was yeah. like, yeah, exactly. That's the show. That is the show in a nutshell. Um, and speaking of fucking fighters, us and the ladies of Trust the Bachelor process had all pegged MJ uh. as being like perhaps one of the more like hippy dippy sort of like loving and like sweet becomes friends with all of the girls girl and this bitch is mean yeah I she's mean, mean she is a hairstylist so I guess I can see how you know being able to sort of like fly under the radar by being like hey, yeah she sucks is like a skill a hairstylist might have you know like gossiping <laughs> and all of that yeah. Um, yeah. but my hairstylist is actually very nice, so I feel bad saying that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's disappointing. Um, I think they're all just like, it's hard to hold anything against anyone on The Bachelor because they're, you're in such a mind fuck. Like, you can't even look at your phone, oh, no. you know? So. No. Well, I mean, and look at what it does to you and me. Like, we become absolute assholes. And so I would only be worse if I was in the mansion in terms of being, I would be like an MJ who is like, she doesn't even know, like, they, she's taking our time and blah. Yeah. Like, I think I would be that. Even though I know in my deepest of hearts that I'm a Katie, I think I would be I would have so much fun bonding with the other girls about being mean that I would probably be mean. Yeah. 
for sure. I don't know. There's, yeah, yeah it, there's it would probably just feel good to, to hear other people dislike the same people as you. I'm not gonna pretend like I don't understand that, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, and they, like, and it's it's one of the only other things you have to talk about. You talk about how you both like Matt, and then how you both hate Sarah, or you both hate Victoria, or you hate whoever, or you hate the new girls. Um, it's uh, I, it's fun to see Katie getting all sorts of love, like on Instagram and Twitter, and all of the other guys in Bachelor Nation coming forward. Like Riley from last season, from uh, Tasha's season, was like trying to get Katie's number, and she's like, "Hey, so I'm <laughs> into that." <laughs> I like we're we're rewarding the nice girl. Oh, I also want to say really quick, one of the new girls, her name's Michelle, I believe. Um, she played college basketball, and she's a guard, and she, her season high uh score was 38 points in a game. Wow. Which is, like, pretty good and I was like looking at her I was like she looks her arms like when you have very long arms that are very defined I'm like I think she plays basketball I would bet she plays basketball Mike looked it up and he was like reading all her stats and I well, was like look all at right. you yeah you them. that's so you're just like a um a scout for bachelor basketball player yeah exactly <laughs> she's also from Edina which is right next to uh where I went to the last half of high school in Minnesota and I would like compete against them in speech and debate and oh. the one act play contest so <laughs> same thing <laughs> amazing didn't recognize her from those activities I'll admit <laughs> but when she was like I'm from Edina I was like hey bitch I know you uh and Minnesota girls are likable I guess uh <laughs> The last one was Becca, and she was pretty boring. Yeah. Um, and I do sort of, after this date, I'm like, okay, so should we just let Matt and Michelle run off into the sunset, and then we could just let the girls fight until they bleed? Is yeah. that the show now? Is that what this is going to be? There's um, a great meme going around of him closing his eyes when he kisses her, so that's a really big deal. Oh, he's still okay. opening his eyes and, close- and kissing all the other girls, which feels physically impossible to me. It's like... You're waiting for it to be done, you know? <laughs> so, so upsetting. I would be so upset if I saw that afterwards, but yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. He's doing his best. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, should we talk about this, like, horrible <laughs> escort plot? Yeah, let's just t- put our two cents in on it. Okay. Which is that it's dumb. It sucks. <laughs> it's mean. It's mean if she is an escort and it's mean if she isn't an escort and the bachelor's not handling it well and we're disappointed in them. And you know, it's really like not for anyone to talk about on national TV unless the person who participates in that themselves wants to talk about it. And it really makes me dislike Anna, which sucks because I I'd been enjoying her up until this point and I didn't think she needed to do that. Um, Absolutely agreed. And it almost makes me want Anna to get to the top four so that when she does the fantasy suite, I can whip out a mirror and be like, what now, bitch? What does this make you? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I, I'm not into this. Yeah, I think it's being handled not only poorly by the producers, but like also by Anna, who's just sort of fumbling it. Uh, but I think that they're obviously, you know, intertwined with one another because she went from being very unspecific to saying, like, I know shitty things about Britney to being like, she's an escort. And I was like, OK, who gave you that buzzword? bitch? <sighs> yeah. Um, stupid. 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 We think it's stupid. I am very excited to talk about 90 Day for two reasons. OK. <laughs> the first being we just got to talk about Mike's mom saying that butter is good for your mind. And let's address the fact that these producers, these people on 
the fucking ground. The boots on the ground with this cast <laughs> never step in. They almost let Natalie bleach all of Mike's clothes two weeks ago. <laughs> they don't ask questions. They just are there to film. They're like completely, <laughs> completely at arm's length. Mike's mom at dinner tells Natalie that butter is good for you and good for your mind. And they take Trish outside and you just hear the producer like through clenched, smiling teeth go, I'm sorry, can you, um, I'm sorry, so butter is good for your mind? And she's like, yep. And he goes, why? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was, I peed my pants laughing. Like he was like, that's it. I can't, I'm stepping in. And she just goes, it's, Good for your memory. <laughs> oh, and my God. All of the listeners also need to know that Alyssa, this bitch, Googled it to see Look, if it was true. <laughs> I Googled it because the the consensus on healthy fats is always changing. OK, sometimes coconut oil is great for you. Sometimes it's terrible for you. I don't know. All right. So I was like, wow, wouldn't that be great news if suddenly we blue. could all be eating a bunch of butter and our memories would be so sharp, you know? I don't know. Nuts are fat and they're supposed to make you live longer. I'm not sure. Sure. Out of the blue, you guys, I just got a screenshot of like a Google answer that was like studies have shown that like students who took tests after eating a bunch of butter performed worse than students who took tests without eating so much butter. And I was like, yeah, Alyssa, of course. And she was like, I just had to Google it. My dumbass had to look it up just in case. We just had to make sure we're not missing out on something great. That's all. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's so good, though. And like, I'll I'll have to post some of the really great memes about it from Reddit because the Reddit community for 90 Day went wild. It's wonderful. And then the last thing I'll say on it is there is some like really weird, like fucking just like first grade level emotional abuse happening with little baby Brandon trying to put Julia down when she finally stands up for her, herself and he goes, why is it so hard taking care of cute animals? <laughs> and I wanted to punch him in his little Stuart little fucking bitch face. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out. That's such a weird little bitchy, weepy thing to say. She's finally standing up for herself because she doesn't want to do this fucking labor with these gross ass animals. And he's so gross. And also, can I point, every time I look at him, his sleeves get smaller. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> No, I have not noticed that. He has these like little baby arms and he's wearing these polos where the sleeves look like they're half the length they should be. They're like little caps. They, it looks like the sleeve on a little blouse, but they're on these like solid primary color polos that made me want to just throw him over a bridge. But it was nice to finally see her stand up for herself a little bit. It's unfortunate because he like convinces her that he's going to tell his parents he's moving out and Ooh. we see that supposedly happening next week. And I'm I'm here for it. But it was just finally fun to see Julia, like, stand her ground like, and be like, I don't want to be on farm anymore, Brandon. She is doing you a favor. You know, love my parents. Love the hospitality that they're, you know, offering Brandon and Julia to get back on their feet. But it's time to go. Like, you seem yeah. too comfortable here. Like, you should have your own place. You know, you guys it's, can come back and visit. Absolutely. And yeah. it's fucked up that he never explained to her. He told her that she would be living on the farm the day she flew to America. Yeah. And then told her that she would be doing fucking farm labor, like, the day she landed. 
It's like this girl fucking came to America with completely a false impression of what was going to go on. And Brandon, you suck. Yeah. You suck. Uh, wow. Well, we have a really fun interview today with uh, two of our friends who are actors and writers, Asha Michelle Wilson and Tyler Hansen. And while we've done last year, gosh, a long time ago, a general Love Island episode with Miranda O'Hare, we are doing a very specific Love Island UK season five, which they called series five. Um, and it's a good time. So I hope you guys enjoy. Okay. You guys, I'm very excited for today's interview, but I promise you that our guests are even more hyped. Today we have two guests, and new to the pod is my friend and very talented actor-slash-writer who has a very cool but also very secret project in development, Tyler Hansen. And with him, a returning guest, the wonderfully talented, also actor-slash-writer, who has done also has a lot in development and has worked on shows on Netflix, Amazon, and FX, Asha Michelle Wilson. Hi, Hi. you guys. Hi, Hello. Guys. I love that Taylor calls out development. That's so nice of her. Very good, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, with this, I really want to do something special. Asha came on the pod last year to talk about The Hills, which was very fun, and we made fun of the big murals, and it was great. She made it very clear that what she really wanted to dish about and what she's secretly an expert on is season five of Love Island UK. And I promised to watch it. And for anybody who is about to harp on me for, like, taking too long, I will have you know that I I watched all 50 episodes of this show. <laughs> so it did take months for me to do it. I'm actually I'm very proud of myself, so don't call me late. It also became really evident to me in this time that it's, like, not just Asha, who was super obsessed with it. It was obviously Tyler, and that a lot of other people in my life just started, like, cropping up out of all these different corners. And, like, even strangers in DMs are like, oh, my God, this is the best season of anything ever. <laughs> so here's what I want to do with this episode. Can you guys start by pitching it to all of our listeners out there that have not spent 50 hours of their life watching this particular season of this particular show and convince them to watch it? And then... We'll give those people who are convinced by your amazing persuasive speaking skills a chance to pause our episode and go watch it because then afterwards we're just going to get into our normal sort of interview segment and everybody can stay and pull in Alyssa and just like really enjoy the ride of listening to the episode and hearing the drama and analysis secondhand, which is also super fun. So amazing. Let me take a deep yes. breath and um, I will hand it over to you guys. Please do all of your brainwashing. Um, Love Island, UK. The show is 10 sexy singles, five women, five men. They're all straight, so I know that counts against it, but we'll just go with it. Um, <laughs> arrive at this amazing villa, usually in Mallorca, Spain, and they're set to couple up with each other. On first glances, they essentially have to form partnerships together. Um, and then throughout the show, they do different challenges. They do, they get into different situations that are really set to cause drama. But what amps it up more is that throughout the season, new people come in and people get voted off by the public. But what takes the show over the edge, in my opinion, is that it's all done live. So unlike shows like The Bachelor, it's not filmed in advance. So if you're able to watch it in the UK, um, you're essentially watching every episode the day after 
the drama is happening. I, like I said, a lot of people I know are watching the show and about 90% of them are because of Asha. And I'm sort <laughs> of convinced you're running some sort of secret Love Island UK <laughs> season five cult. Like I, and I, I want to know if you've done this with any other shows in your life or if you just like have an agenda for this season of this show. You know, I love that question because A, it labels me as a cult leader, which I'm not against. Um, (laughs) But I also, um, I I tend to think of myself as someone who's fairly good at suggesting shows to people. You know, like I'm not going to recommend that like everybody watch Frasier. I'll be like, you seem like someone who watches Frasier. I'll recommend this to you. But Love Island season five, and, and I'm specifically talking about Series 5 UK. All the series are fun in different ways, but Series 5 hit something so specific and interesting in these character dynamics and the romance and breakups, and I think it's such a good look, like, anthropologically at people that are sort of forced to fall in love but also want to. And, I, I mean, in the heat of it, which was, I guess, the summer of 2019, I just wanted to talk with everyone about it because I was like, I need to know who your favorite character is. I need to know what episode you're on. I just had to know these things because, I mean, your favorite character always says something about you. And by character, I mean person. They are people. <laughs> they are real people. <laughs> um, but I think, I think the show, especially that series, does such a great job of just like getting into your brain, you know, where it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, what is going to happen? What's going to happen to Danny? Or like, is he going to send another? I just, I'm. Oh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think this season out of the six UK seasons, I mean, this also does have a US version and Australia version, uh, everywhere version now pretty much, <laughs> but specifically the UK, there's something about it that, so, you know, when you watch a lot of reality TV, you can kind of see the producing yeah. and and a lot of the times, like a lot of people, you know, love to yell at their TV like, oh, but you should do this or you should do that. And the second you do that with this British version, they're, they, they do it. I think series five is the best one. And I just want to hop on something Tyler just said. Sorry, I'm used to being in a writer's room. I'm like, I, I just want to hop on what <laughs> Tyler said. Um, I just want to piggyback on that. Just, yeah, um, to add on to that. <laughs> um, the thing you said about it not being overproduced is very true. I mean, of course, all reality is overproduced in some regard. But I don't watch a lot of reality show, which I know might be blasphemous on this literal podcast. But um, the thing, especially about Love Island UK, but this series that we are talking about today, is that nothing thing and it feels like producers are pushing anyone to do anything and there's not because a lot of the cameras are built into the villa it's not like you see cameramen and producers in the background like running after people to get something it's all just happening and so it feels very secluded and real and a lot of the people who have been on the show afterwards come out and they're like it it, you really are just like in this bubble and you forget the cameras are there sometimes and you can tell like maybe in the first week of the show there are people who are like maybe putting something on for a camera, but by the second week they're there, that's gone and they're just themselves fully. Yeah, it does yeah. sort of feel like it's a, uh, I don't know, there's some cameras and camera angles that look like it's a straight up like zoo. Like, and I'm just like watching like animals living in like a penguin exhibit. And, and then it really does feel like they kind of settle in. And from this point forward, we could go ahead and spoil anything. I, I'm curious about... Uh, because there isn't as much producing and there isn't as much of like any kind of controlled theatrical edit, 
who do you guys feel was ever or is totally a villain in this particular cast? Ooh. I would say for me, series five, um, the villain, there are characters that became annoying but weren't necessarily villainous. Um, I would say the three who the show kind of crafted as a villain were Molly May, I think because a lot of fans felt like she was just going after Tommy for the money, which I heavily disagreed with. Um, well, yeah, I, spoiler, they're still together. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys um, don't have to say spoiler. It's very cute, but you don't have to. Okay, I'll stop. Okay, spoiler, I won't anymore. <laughs> Same. Um, and then I think at, at one point in, with the whole Curtis-Amy drama, Mora kind of got crafted as a little bit of a like – devious personality but for me i think the true villain of this series is anna is anna Correct. oh my god and michael's not even anywhere on this list Ooh. or or jordan i know oh. and i really don't like jordan but and it's like i think there's something about the way anna handles herself as the oldest woman on the show this series and she acts the youngest the way she treats Ovi, I will never forgive because he is a literal king amongst men. And while while Jordan um, pisses me the fuck off every moment he's on screen, <laughs> it's kind of like expected from him, you know? It's kind of like, yeah, okay. But then at moments you're like rooting for Anna and then she does something where you're like, oh, that's right, you are ridiculous. <laughs> That's so interesting. You feel that way. I mean, this is an example of how, like we're saying, it being less edited kind of gives the opportunity for different reactions to people because I by no means like loved and was obsessed with Anna or would behave the way she did. But I I definitely wouldn't see her as a villain. And I think it's, yeah, it's just, that's just super fascinating. Also, Alyssa, there's this crazy thing in the middle of this fucking show <laughs> called Casa uh, Amor. Casa oh. Amor. Can you like explain to Alyssa the absolute mindfuck that is Casa Amor. <sighs> okay. Asha, do you want to go or do you want me no, to No, Ty, you take this. Okay, Casa Amor is, it's pretty brilliant. So halfway through the show, everyone is in a couple and most of them are doing well and seem happy and then all of a sudden... <laughs> seem happy. Okay. Seem happy. <laughs> and then... Out of nowhere, it sometimes it will happen overnight, or they'll send them a text and think that just the boys are going out for a boys' day. And then they take them and put them in a separate villa for a week. And in e so now there are two villas. There's the main villa and Casa Amor. And in both, they bring the equal amount of the opposite sex in to like try and turn people's heads and see who... You know, it was maybe... Trying to break up the relationship. Yeah. yeah. But what's so great about it, and by great, I mean great TV, is that <laughs> it, they usually do it that it happens all of a sudden. So the other half of the couple... The, there's no like goodbye moment and I'll miss you mm, and yeah. whatever. They yeah. don't it's have just... a DTR no. unless they're boyfriend, girlfriend, which like at, in this exact series, only one couple was really solid boyfriend, girlfriend. All of a sudden they're just like taken away from him. And you yeah. know that he is at the villa with a huge new gaggle of hot yep. fucking babes, just yeah. absolute birds, as they say. As they say. And Fit you don't birds. know what they look like. You don't, you know, don't know what, what they, they look, look like. like. And you didn't get to talk to your fucking yep. almost boyfriend 
friend and be like, hey, are we exclusive or are we still oh, like no. giving people a chance? So yeah. it's such a mind fuck. You watch both both sides, both the boys and the girls just kind of spiral because they don't know what the other person is doing. And then it's so torturous. Alyssa, they bring them back together and they make all the boys like stand in a row <laughs> and they and then the girls have to enter the party and they either come back in single, meaning they do want to be with their person or they come back in with just like a new guy. And Anna, who we're talking about, meets a seven foot basketball player who is so hot and so funny. I can't even begin and to such a gentleman. No, how best. could he be funny? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? I think I want to change my answer from Anna. I think I want to change my answer from Anna as the villain, because even though she did frustrate me at times, her friendship with Amber was solid. And she is the reason Ovi was on the show in the first place. So I'm going to change True. my answer to Jordan. Oh. And what I was going to say earlier, and I kind of lost my train of thought, is what's fascinating is is your sort of being like, uh, well, Anna, in a lot of ways, was just kind of a villain to the situation. And what I was going to point out is that she is so worshipped by so many of those girls. Like, her yeah. and Amber were so tight. And that's another unique thing about this show. While all of these things we're describing pro- probably don't seem very, you know, outlandish in the world of reality TV, these people, and I don't know if it's just this cast, fucking love each other dude yes. like the boys are obsessed with each yes. other the boys are like kissing and telling they, they love each other and hugging them all the time and the girls are like just just crying for each other yes. i was like and especially in quarantine while i'm watching this i was like do i just not remember what it's like to be in a room with my friends <laughs> no, you know how i behave with my friends that i love or what taylor i think that's such a good point because i i of the limited reality i've watched i've never seen a show where the men just so open talk about their emotions in a very real way and just like not just with you know their romantic relationships but also with their friendships saying they love each other saying like you're my best friend you're my brother Tommy and Curtis specifically like there's just so much like open communication on this show (laughs) and I love (laughs) it no I I think that there's also there's two plots in this that I think are are weirdly empowering for the women that are involved. And the first is this like really big breakup that happens with this solid couple from the beginning, uh, Curtis and Amy. And Amy comes on the show having never had a boyfriend. And it shows. And I feel (laughs) so bad for her. And Curtis, who is very much like has a super high popularity rating in the in the villa. Everybody really likes him. He's really sweet. Is like low key gaslighting her the whole time and sliding under the radar because there's all these other sort of more obvious dickheads around him. And he asks her to be his half girlfriend. Yeah. And, and she takes that. She was like, okay, that's basically we're almost engaged. Yeah. She was that's like, how I she love took you. <laughs> like, I love you so much. And when shockingly, Curtis decides that he actually doesn't like her and he wants to go fuck around with all of these other hot girls that keep coming into the villa. It like absolutely destroys Amy. And when it happened, I was so sad and I was like, this girl is not built for this. Now she's going to be here. And like, I don't know if she'll be able to connect with any of these other guys. And she really, in my opinion, I want to hear your guys' take, I think sort of stood up for herself and was like, I'm not going to be able to totally do this show because I, I fell in love with you. Like I was in love with you and you're clearly going to stay here and keep fucking around. And I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to tolerate it. So for my health, like I'm going to go. 
And because of how close knit we're talking about this cast is, you would think that she just ha- was told she had like 45 minutes to live. <laughs> like her exit is so It's dramatic. emotional. I cried. Everyone I know cried in that exit. <laughs> yeah, it's a and that's honestly it was like right before that episode that I so I started watching series 5 late uh with Asha and it was like right before the Amy and Curtis breakup and even I cried. And I had wow. only known these people for like two or three episodes because it was so dramatic. I think what's partially so interesting about the Curtis Amy drama is that they were kind of like immediately together. And I think it was one of those situations where like two toxic people's toxicities perfectly blend, you know? But then I think my theory is, and I know Ty, we've talked about this, is that after one of the challenges, which I believe was um, the like a Twitter one, where it was like people had to guess which couple um, a Twitter user was talking about in a tweet, so the names were taken out, and it would be like, blank is so annoying, but blank is really fit, and then the people had to guess. Oh, that brutal? It was brutal. so mean. And that's happening in real time. Like, someone could be like, your swimsuit was ugly yesterday, and it was the swimsuit you were wearing yesterday. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, no. And so in that game, Kurt, um, it was like something about saying that, like, Amy is so annoying, always making Curtis think he's wrong when really she's in the wrong, something like that. (gasps) Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see Curtis switch because before that, they were always in like the top three choices for like best couple. Everyone was like, they're the best couple in the villa. They pretty much for the first half of the series seem like they're going to win. Like they really do. And then after that, it's like something clicks in Curtis and he's like, oh, people don't like us as much as I thought they did. And then at the next recoupling where the um, audience votes, for their favorite couple, they were in the lowest top three or the lowest three. And then it's like right at that point that Curtis is like, you know, I'm just not sure I'm into Amy the same way. Strategy. Yes. It's yes. strategy See, and fuckboyness combined. Correct. See, I was gonna earlier I was gonna bring up Taylor when you asked who we thought the villain was. Mm-hmm. And Curtis is so well liked by a lot of people but he would actually be the one I would say is the villain of the season Mm. Curtis is the one who I think was playing the biggest game Mm. and I think he flew under the radar with it I I wanted to do a little like all this analysis of yours Tyler with Curtis reminds me that all of them are are kind of stereotypes in this very you know especially in the the dating world today but Curtis to me strikes me as the guy who is best friends with your new fucking boyfriend who (laughs) is a dick to you all under the the excuse of well like he's my boy so I'm just looking out for him Uh, like you better not mm. hurt my boy because I'm so loyal to this guy so I'm gonna like be condescending and like sort of a dick to you and like there it just seems like the kind of person who is using being a good guy as actually just a guise of being like an absolutely selfish dick because he let me tell you something <laughs> taylor does not I like this guy <laughs> and i feel like uh we have talked about this guy in many instances in different shows and it feels like there might be someone who actually oh, did this no. taylor. Oh. i'm just using my imagination <laughs> Alyssa. Uh-huh, uh-huh. okay okay perfect, no, perfect i've had perfect. this happen to me so i've had it happen to me aggressively once and then just like more subtly probably twice but she's so right i've said it on the pod a thousand times and i but i it's like that's who that 
is to me. And then I also feel like the Amber and Anna relationship is uh, also a familiar one to me where, you know, there's that TikTok trend where it's like two broke bitches talking about ordering uh, clothes online and then sushi for lunch but they both like don't have money to get it these two girls are like every time i've been in a a really like deep relationship with one of my female best friends and we just sort of enable each other to like do bad shit <laughs> like anna, anna will just be like well you should go tell him that and she'll be like are you sure okay and then they yeah. go and they they like I, oh, convince no. each other and they push each other over and normally the principle is there like the logic is there yeah but they kind of push each other to be and who knows if there's some psychology of the cameras and whatnot they push each other to be a little bit bigger and more more dramatic I than one should normally be as a friend i think that's the reason why i struggle with anna so much because like the thing with curtis as a villain i don't disagree with that person you know perspective but i think that's the thing with anna is that you know she's in relationships with people that i like with the exception of jordan you know we have ov we've got Amber, we've got, you know, other people that she's close with. But I feel like Am Amber is so much softer once Anna leaves. But even mm -hmm. when Amber's not there, Anna is still, like, really, really hard at people. <laughs> like, very much so, in my opinion. Talk to mm -hmm. us about, you guys have both watched this show more than once, correct? Correct. Yes. Wow. Talk to us about that. <laughs> like, just as you're in your lives, the role that this show plays when you're watching it, how you watch it. Like, just, I want to know more. I think in terms of <laughs> my Love Island Series 5 cult um, that I started, <laughs> I, think, I think it's just one of those things. I think especially during the pandemic, it was just like, I think it was comforting to have something that's just kind of like, 50 episodes, you know you have time to watch it. And there, <laughs> yeah. it's truly, Alyssa, I know I, it sounds like I'm trying to convince you to watch it, and I absolutely <laughs> am. But You absolutely should. You should. Um, but it's one of those things where, like, your favorite character will change at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll be one week you're like, yes, like, you know, Danny, I love you. And the next week you're like, fuck you, Danny, Molly May, like what you're doing. And it's mm -hmm. just nice to sort of um, – I don't know, be along for the ride with these people. And like, I I, I honestly, I think series five is the only one that I've rewatched um, because I think it's just genuinely an amazing series of television. Like well, I will fight anyone who's like, mm, no, this is trash. I got into the biggest fight at my last job with someone who was like, well, Asha, you don't really know good TV because you watched Love Island. <gasps> I was like, Oh. Don't even start it. <laughs> oh my god, Alyssa and I will go key their car on both sides. Yes. Oh no. That to me, honestly, that's like someone admitting like they're a fucking idiot. Like honestly, I would be like, oh, you actually don't know what's funny. Okay, <laughs> cool. Like no problem. I don't have to value your opinion anymore. I have no idea who said that, but that's that would be my internal monologue. I appreciate <laughs> don't it. Don't have to value your opinion anymore. Is the best. Oh, okay. So now I know where to file you in my brain. You fucking idiot. Is all you yeah. have to say. Also, speaking of things that make Alyssa mad, Alyssa doesn't like British people. Can we Ooh, talk about true. how British this show is and the like British terms that we learned Ooh. to piss off Alyssa? I'll, I'll start with obviously one of the most iconic things from this whole season is Mora saying that a certain guy will turn her on and therefore give her the fanny flutters. Fanny flutters. Oh, no. Fanny flutters. Oh, he gives me fanny, fanny flutters. flutters. 
And for the longest, wait, is she British? It sounds like she is Irish, Irish, Irish when you do so, her. Okay, okay, I can, I can. Fuck it with is Irish actually people. great That's because fine. there are people from like all UK backgrounds, like Irish, Scottish, Manchester, London, Chelsea. It's like they're from everywhere in England yeah. and Ireland. Okay. I, that's kind of fun. I do not. I'm not like a Pride and Prejudice, Kira Knightley kind of person. Like I don't. We've said this before, but I'll say it again. <laughs> um, I just feel like a lot of media gets a pass if it is set in that genre, and it doesn't actually have to be good or bad. Like people will just fawn over it, yeah. you know. Um, and so I just like want more. But if you have a mixture of accents, like that's and what's fun. also great is it's not most of them. I feel like every series there's like one kind of pop person who comes in and gets kicked off very quickly but they're not like the really upper middle like upper class kind of accents like the fancy ones it's like people who if you don't watch a lot of british tv you probably will have to turn on subtitles oh subtitles i can't understand a goddamn word (laughs) here's my deciding factor and taylor knows i love a good competition (laughs) Mm. right so how is the winner determined and what is the prize okay Ty, you take this. <laughs> okay, so um, like we said, since everything is in real time and the public are voting um, along the entire ride, once it gets to the finals, there are four remaining couples who make it to the finals. And then the public just cast their vote for their favorite uh, pair. And on finale night, they you know, go through who's in fourth place and then they'll do an interview with them. Who's in third place interview up until the final two. And the host, uh, will announce who the winner is and that's not where it ends. So they're given, um, they're given two envelopes and the guy gets it. (laughs) I love this. I love the envelopes. Okay. Keep going. So the guy gets it and then the girl gets one and one has uh 50 K in it. So the grand prize is 50K. Wow. And then the other one has like wow, okay. no money. So the guy or girl, whoever it, it is that season, if it ha- if their envelope has the 50K, they have the option to take it all and run with it or share it with their partner. So, I mean, mm, I mean okay. let's be real. No mm-hmm. one is going to take it and run and be hated. <laughs> In I mean, six 20- series. What? I would absolutely do that. But Are they're you usually me? that is not enough money. But to here's share. the thing, Alyssa. <laughs> here's the thing, right? Usually, like after they leave the show, the amount of like endorsements and like brand sponsorships and stuff okay. they get is worth more than that anyway. And oh, yeah. on okay. top of that, I do want to say for the competition aspect, throughout the show, even though the public is normally voting, um, there are points in which the islanders uh, vote for people to either stay or leave from the island. So, okay. so they, they have to like have strategy with that though, at least not in this season, because when it started to narrow down, you would think like, let's think about who everyone is watching as a cup, like who, lo- who loves this couple and let's try to vote them out. And instead this group would seriously be thinking about like the legitimacy of their love. Don't you so love that though? They're like, I, well- I guess, but I watch as Tyler does a fuck ton of survivor. And I would be yes. like, why is nobody voting out Tommy and Molly may they've no, got to go. I- Although they are really fascinating because that is a couple that if you were on the Island, you should perceive as a threat because they've been together for so long, you know, that they really love each other. But for some reason, People didn't buy that Molly was really into Tommy, and they're still together, by the way. Yes. And 
they and they didn't win and i wonder it's just like you don't you just don't know your likability you don't know that has to be so yeah i felt i hate like popularity contest shit i like merit-based shit (laughs) i don't want other people voting on me but honestly that's why i like when the islanders have to vote for each other because it's not i like that it's not strategy they're genuinely like well they're my friend i can't vote them off and like they're such a strong couple they are compatible and it's not like a shitty backstabbing thing and it feels so pure yeah okay that's nice that's nice i would love taylor since this is our first time really getting to talk about the season to Mm. know by the end your favorite overall couple and your favorite male islander and favorite female islander and then least favorite couple Uh, and tyler you too but i think i know yours (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I feel like if I probably made it clear because I brought them up a lot. I feel uh, that there is an injustice for Molly May and Tommy. Uh, so I will say that they're technically my favorite couple. Were they the most exciting people to watch? No. Are they both like a little dumb? Of course. Like most of the show is Molly May cor- correcting it, <laughs> Tommy for incorrect words. He like yeah. could not handle words. He couldn't handle words like convenient. Like he like could not handle that. But he's a boxer and he's hot, so I'll allow it. He's probably had a few knocks to the head. Um, I ended up really, I ended up really by the end of it caring a lot for. Although I found Mora to be the most entertaining, I liked the growth that Amber had because mm-hmm. Amber surprised me when towards the end of the season she dumped Michael, who is my least favorite. I'll just go ahead and say who turned out to be a manipulative fuckboy. And dumped him to go for, like, a nice guy, Greg, who she clearly didn't have really huge sparks with. But it was the smart, like, self-preservation motivated move. And I was shocked. I can't remember the last time somebody on a reality show surprised me that much by doing the, like, she basically made the non-toxic choice. And so that was so surprising to me. I was, like, screaming. Tony thought something was on fire. (laughs) I was, like, she just didn't, she just didn't go back to the guy. It felt, and and you're right, it felt like my friend finally broke up with this boy who kept hurting her feelings. And you don't really, you rarely get to see something like that on, like, a silly show. So those, I think are the majority of my man I hated I hated Michael and I hated Danny too I hate I hate boys man (laughs) (laughs) I really do although I thought that um oh I and this brings me to my last thing I wanted to tell Alyssa before we wrap up I really thought that Anton was a cute positive loved everybody presence and he talked so much about (laughs) needing his butthole shaved and no. he said his mom shaved his butthole no. every day. And yes. so then on the island, he had to, whenever he was paired up with someone, he eventually got paired oh, up with Belle, who was also kind of a dingus. She shaved his butthole, Alyssa, and they no. showed it, and they talked about it, and they tweeted it, and you would hate it. Ladies, you never have to shave anyone's butthole. <laughs> okay? I just want to say this. People should love you even if you don't shave their butthole. Would you? That is something everyone can take care of on their own. Yeah, you would think. I, 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 I think it's an interesting question because I was like, can you not shave your own butthole? Is it that important that it's shaved when you're on TV? Because uh, hopefully your butthole oh is mostly God. hidden. Uh, yeah. That was curious to me. I, I'm like... I don't want to say anything that he might find offensive if Anton were to ever listen to this, but I am 100% sure that he is a gay man. 
you know what really backs that up is that there there was a very um, beard vibe to Belle. And Belle, Belle was a really, like, she was fun because she was, like, outspoken. She was wearing so much makeup that she she just sort of does. And she's very pretty, but she does look like a sex blow-up doll. <laughs> and then her friend, his friends tweeted at the show, Alyssa, and were like, oh, um, Belle is not really Anton's type. And they got in a big fight about it. And I do admit that I was like, do they mean in terms of her gender? Is that what they mean? Because that's the logistics of having to shave someone else's butthole. Like I would, you would have to trust someone so much to let them take a razor to your anus. I just cannot imagine the necessity. Uh, it even like let's okay, let's just let's just think through this for a second. Like let's say they're doing some kind of ass play. Good for them. No judgment. There can't be that much hair if you just had it done before you got on the show. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to inhibit anything, mm-hmm. you know? I, hair doesn't grow that no, fast. the urgency like, of it is questionable, <laughs> absolutely. Also, yeah. Alyssa, I just, I love the fact that you're more concerned about the ass shaving than the fact that his mom shaves his ass. <laughs> I mean, that just seems like, like, she had to introduce that to him there's no way he decided that on his own. You his think mom his doing mom that. Like, There's no way that he like, found out about oh, that. Oh, I disagree. He definitely and was like, like, Mom, can you do yes, this for me? Yes, I'm pretty sure he literally he says did. that on the show. I think he yes. goes like, well, she was already like shaving my legs. And then it was like, well, you might as well do this too. No. And I just want to say, Alyssa, when you do start oh watching this God. season, if you're like, which guy is the one whose mom shaves his asshole? It's literally like the third thing that he says on the show. Yes. <laughs> he is so open about it i just want to say there's like subscription services to waxing places no moms need to be shaving anything for anyone not even a leg not an arm not a face nothing everyone can shave their own shit that's what i want everyone to know or pay a professional Yes. Uh, but thank you guys so much for coming on and for, uh, you know, I'm glad that we could give you a platform for your brainwashing. It certainly worked on me and I and I really enjoyed it. I've, I've only had fun and I will. I know I will eventually watch another one. It's just that I need to give myself time because it's, it's well, so Taylor, much. as I, you I do like with Survivor, as you do with Survivor, if you need recommendations on the seasons, you let me know. Thank you. Yeah, Tyler has also been my uh, survivor savant, and I have had him, like, basically orchestrate an entire curated list of seasons and which order to watch, and Tony and I have been really getting through our quarantine with that list, but I'm also spreading them out because we devour them so fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quickly, tell everybody where they can find you guys individually online. Tyler, you go first. Okay, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Tyler Hansen. That's spelled S E N. Nice. And Asha? I am only on Instagram. It's the only social media I have. Um, not because I'm super famous or anything, it's because I'm lazy. Um, and that is at Asha Michelle Wilson. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking about all the, the love and the breakup and the buttholes. Um, and we'll <laughs> I'll be sure to also force Alyssa to watch it and then make her text you so she could be my 112th friend that is watching the show and texting you about it yes. Alyssa I'm not kidding take my number and I <laughs> please Perfect. she just rattles I'm it on off board. on the show <laughs> alright bye guys bye. thanks for having us Love bye, bye. bye.